There's no tragedy in life like the death of a child. Things never get back to the way they were. A quote by President Dwight Eisenhower. Hey y'all, welcome to Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder. If you're new here, I'm Shay. This is Barb. How are you doing, Barb? Let's get right to it because we got some business to talk about. I know, girl, I'm doing good, guys, I'm doing good, I literally feel like, man, just waves of different things happening in our life, and it's almost feeling like a burnout, but I'm not going to say that, I'm happy to be here, of course, just super busy in our personal lives, how are you, Shay? I'm doing good, I can't complain other than the fact that I got a freaking sunburn this weekend, from being out in the sun, I am struggling, but we had a good time. It was a lot of fun. I saw you went to went swimming this weekend as well. Yes, I'm actually burnt as well. I'm I'm only burnt on my arms and my shoulders though, and my chest area. But um, had lots of fun. Good Father's Day. Um, good time spent with some family that I haven't seen in a while. But yeah, cool. Well, yeah, I just wanted to get caught up before we talk about some business but let's go ahead and talk about it shall we barb and i will be changing some things up for the podcast and we will actually be releasing only one episode a week from now on um with school work family we feel like we want to make sure that we're giving you guys the best quality research we can you know we don't want to give you like quick rush research notes or whatever and me being in school and Barb having the kids and have we both work full-time jobs and now my drive is a lot further um, since we moved we just don't have enough time and we don't want to give you guys like bad quality of research if that makes sense we also don't want this podcast to feel like a burden um, I know for myself I feel like I'm rushing to get it done so I can say that that I want to make sure I stay on task with schoolwork before I the podcast I know that sounds bad but you know I'm paying a lot of money to be in school but so Barb and I talked and we will be doing one episode a week and you know it might not be the same every week we might cover two two cases in one episode that are like shorter cases that don't really get talked about as much and some may cover just one big episode or one big case so it'll be different maybe we'll we'll put put in some different kinds of um maybe like spooky stories or whatever it may be but with one episode a week it allows us to research more and get into cases a little bit deeper um we will see how things go and if this works then we'll continue to do so and if it doesn't we can always change it but i want to just kind of give you guys just a quick rundown of that um do you have anything to say no, you, you pretty much covered everything that we needed to cover in terms of um, what kind of approach we're going to be going from here on out. And obviously, it is the summer, and Shay has so many classes. And if you're in college or have been a college student, those classes entail so much work. And she's, what are you taking, like four classes right now or something? Um, I'm actually only taking two, but next semester, so I'm taking two or one one month class and then next month I'll be taking I take a one one month one a month and a half class and then 
next month I'll be taking two, one month, and then the rest of that third class. So lots of classes on top of a full-time job is not yes. fun. Yes, I totally agree. And moving into your house, you still don't even have everything situated because you've been, you know, just kind of all over the place. And I know yeah. for myself, I'm um, with my job and with my kids and it being summer and there's so much moving around. We go over there. Okay, we have to go over here now. Okay, transition over there. Um, just so that I have somebody or people to watch my kids while me and Jesse continue to work. And then, you know, it, it's just a lot. So, and sometimes I feel like our, our episodes are, like she said, like cut, not cut short, but we don't give you all of the information because, you know, we're trying to squeeze in something that we obviously love to and enjoy doing, but it sometimes feels like a second job, if that makes sense. Yeah. And we don't do this for money. Like we don't make money off of this. This is something that that we do just because we love it and we want to share our thoughts and our our ideas with you guys. So just bear with us. We're not going anywhere. Um but I'm definitely excited and intrigued to see how this new journey for us will go. I know. I think I think it'll be fun because we'll do, we'll have more free reign to kind of research more into. It. But I do want to say real quick also on another note um, we also will no longer be doing, um, like sending out votes for the voters episode. We're going to just pick what we want. We're still going to cover that special episode. We, we want to make sure we're still giving you that, like out of the United States episodes, all kinds of stuff, but we're just going to go ahead and pick it. Um, so that way it's easier for us to do research in advance. Um, so that way we're not behind in doing it the last week. And then another thing, like I said, we have a lot of business. Um, we will start being uh, branching out of Texas to cover other states as well. So um, before we were trying to focus as much as possible on Texas cases, of course, we still will cover Texas cases, but we're going to start reaching out and, and getting to other states as well. We just felt the need to focus on Texas at the beginning because, you know, Texas is near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just that's basically all the updates. We'll be doing one episode a week. There will no longer be voters episodes. We'll just, we'll call it something else. Um, and then we will be reaching outside of Texas. Did I cover everything, Barb? Yes, I think we're good to go. I'm ready for this t episode today. Cool. I just want to say one more time, thank you all for being patient with us as we transition. But let's get into today's episode. Today we will be going into the tragic story of a soldier that trusted in her fellow brothers and sisters, but instead was murdered. Today I will tell you all about what happened to v Vanessa Gillen. I, I always called it uh, Gillen, but it's Gillen, which I, I did Google that, by the way, y'all. So if it's pronounced wrong, blame Google. But I just want to say that there is a Facebook page that is constantly getting updated. Please join the page on Facebook called Find Vanessa Galeen and follow the page to stay up to date on what is happening on her case to this day. Her Facebook page is, remember, Find Vanessa Galeen. Um, I actually followed it because I followed this case from when it started. Um, but I, yeah, I just make sure you follow that page they're doing lots and lots and lots of work to get laws put into place um about sexual harassment in the military it's good stuff that they're that her parents are still doing to this day um 
to I got my information from wikipedia.org Facebook which is I got it from the Vanessa Galeen um, Facebook page and then abcnews.go.com okay so let's start off this episode by talking about Vanessa and what those say about her so starting off I want to bring a quote straight from the Facebook page and I'm not sure who posted it um, like I said it's just from the page so it just says the page title um, it stated quote Vanessa Galeen attended Chavez High School all her four years Vanessa Galeen graduated top 15% of her class, an honor student, played varsity soccer, ran track, and cross country. Right after graduating, uh, Galeen went off to the armed forces where she, sorry, I keep hiccuping, where she also succeeded and made accomplishments into earning first place and being one of the most outstanding soldiers with confidence, dedication, and determination. Vanessa Galeen accomplished in her four years staying on task, dedicated, obtaining outstanding grades, having three sports and multiple jobs, end quote. Like just this, from this statement, I know Vanessa would have done amazing things in life if it wasn't taken from her. I mean, being top 15% in your class while doing that many sports is very impressive. I remember I was in high school and I just did volleyball. Like my first year I did volleyball and basketball, but all the rest of them I just did volleyball because it was too much. Doing all of those sports in high school is a lot of work. And then being top 15% is just as impressive alone without sports. So that's, to me, that's super impressive. Yes, I agree with that because there's no way that I, I would have been top 15%. So I give it to her and even doing all those sports and man that's a lot on a teenager that's all I have to say and if she did it and excelled at it that that's awesome and she's definitely above or not above but exceeded more than a lot of people in that age group I totally agree but she was a determined soldier that enjoyed what she did Vanessa was born September 30th 1999 in Houston Texas she had five siblings that all loved her so much. Like I mentioned above, Vanessa would join the United States Army in June 2018 after graduating high school. In the Army, she was a small arms and artillery, I can't say that word, artillery. Artillery? <laughs> yes, artillery <laughs> repairer. I couldn't say it, sorry guys. Um, she was advanced to specialist in July of 2020. So she was actually excelling pretty quickly in the army but that didn't mean everything was perfect in her life it is stated that vanessa had confided in her family that she was being sexually harassed by her by a sergeant at fort hood there was no identification of who this sergeant was but it was also stated that other women were reporting the same thing but all of the other reports were dismissed which is a huge thing that happens in the military. I mean, there's so, I mean, just from you covering uh, military cases, you see things get pushed under the door and, and not talked about because they don't want people to think, oh, well, the military, you're just gonna get sexually assaulted, you're just gonna get mistreated and all this stuff, which is true, and they're not doing anything to fix it. Um, yeah, I literally just covered a case 
last month that was a sexual assault and kidnapping and murder all from a military personnel that was in like in high rankings when he was enlisted in Fort Hood. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's bad and that's what her family is working so hard at is making sure that this stops happening and this gets reported and taken serious because it's not just women getting sexually assaulted it's men as well like they just you know it's it's bad it's really bad but anyways after confiding in her mother the mother tried to have Vanessa report the sexual harassment but Vanessa was stuck she knew what it was like in the military and she knew nothing would come of it but not only that she actually feared that the person or someone would hurt her or her family if a, if the perpetrator found out that Vanessa made a report about the harassment. So, which makes sense. I mean, if you're already seeing other girls or other women's reports being pushed off, what's the point of reporting? And then you're just gonna make that perpetrator angry and then they're gonna come for you and your family because you're trying to snitch on them and trying to, you know, put their name out there and whatever. But it's just, that's a hard, that is a hard thing, especially for her mom, too, to know, like, okay, she's getting watched, like, she's getting sexually harassed. I think one time she was, this is just from the ABC report, I believe, or one of the things that I read, that she was in the shower one time, and somebody came in and sat down and watched her take a shower. Oh, and no. Yeah, like, that's how bad it was. It just, it doesn't necessarily have to involve rape to be sexually harassed. Just FYI, everyone. But not too long after telling her family what was happening, Vanessa would be reported missing and an investigation would start, but not right away. So let's talk about the last day that Vanessa was alive and what happened. So Vanessa was last seen around 1 p.m. on April 22nd, 2022, I mean 2020. Vanessa was last seen in the parking lot of her unit. There were a few different versions of who or when Vanessa was reported missing, but after she was reported missing, the investigators would find that her car keys, ID, bank card, and room key were all in the armory that she worked in. It took the investigators about two weeks to actually start a search for Vanessa. Mm, mm -mm. no way two weeks I don't understand why like what what was the hold up I don't understand I I'm not sure her family was convinced that she was taken and something bad happened happened to her but the army didn't they thought that she went AWOL which is pretty common in the in the army but if her the like the family was saying no like she's not she didn't go AWOL because the family knew she wouldn't just up and leave, especially not leave and then go straight to them. If anything, she would leave, go home, you know, and they would hide her. But they were like, she did not come home. There is there is something wrong because if she would have left, she would have came home. There's no if, ands, or buts. She literally, like, her whole family was super close. So if she was able to open up to her, her mom about her sexual harassment, do you think that she wouldn't? open up to her about hey I'm gonna run for the military you know mm -hmm. there's there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened in this case and it just it's wild 
how long it took for them to actually take it serious. So about two weeks later, investigators would start their search for Vanessa. While they were searching for her, they would search through Vanessa's phone. They would find that the last person that she was in contact with was Aaron David Robinson, which is a co-worker in the military. This would lead them to investigate Aaron, who was 20 years old at the time. It was said that the day that Vanessa went missing on April 22nd, Vanessa was called by Aaron by, or Vanessa was texted by Aaron, and he basically sent a text message trying to tell her, hey, I'm going to come in and do some paperwork, you know, for, for something that they were doing. And she was like, okay, come on in, whatever. Well, that was actually just an excuse to come in and confront Vanessa about what she knew. Because it turns out that Vanessa knew that Aaron was having an affair with another soldier's wife. Hmm. And she had, I guess she had caught them doing something or whatever, and he went in there to confront her. And this whole situation was told to investigators by another uh, soldier who was working in the armory that day. So, like, this, this other soldier witnessed them going back and forth and arguing and yelling at each other, whatever they were doing. So... As they were looking into Aaron, they saw that he was at his house that day, like the whole day. And as they were interviewing him, they, because they also found that in his phone, it showed that he left the house for a little bit and went back. Well, he, he basically said, oh, I had to go in and do some paperwork and then come back home. So basically he was saying that the same thing he told Vanessa and trying to have like, you know, this, this backup story on what he was doing and why he left the house that day. And actually, I don't even think he was at his house. He was at the, his girlfriend's house, which was the wife of the other soldier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, but with all of this being said, the family still felt they weren't treating Vanessa's case seriously. They felt like they were being kept in the dark about everything as well. They would voice their concerns to a reporter and this would spread all over. I mean, you remember how big this case was, especially here in Houston. Everybody was sharing mm-hmm. it. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was freaking out because you know, this is another Houston woman that's missing and like the military is not doing anything about it. So yeah, they, they, there's more murals and everything still here in Houston for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll never be taken down either. But this was spread out all over so much so that on June 13th, 2020, a large group of protesters showed up to the Fort Hood base and protested that there was not enough info on this case. They were not sharing enough information and they wanted more answers. The CID would be basically come back and say there was no evidence of sexual assault in the past before her disappearance but they do think that foul play was the reason she disappeared well no duh like that don't make like what first you're gonna basically say that this woman who disappeared her sexual assault is not true how are you gonna say that and then oh yeah we think there's foul play what how long later it's june she went missing in april 20 22nd Like, that doesn't make any sense, of course. But not too many days after the protest, on June 30th, 2020, remains were found by contractors that were working along 
the Leon River in Belton, Texas. This area was actually searched before the remains were found. It was stated by Tim Miller that the burial site burial site was the most sophisticated one he had ever seen. After finding the remains, they would be confirmed as Vanessa's remains. Oh, it's so sad. It breaks my heart. But Vanessa's remains were found by the police already. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Sorry, guys. But they already had one person as their main suspect. And we can all guess who that was. Mr. Aaron. So they decided to go to Aaron's house that same day. Or not his his house, his girlfriend's house. Because remember, he was going over there. I don't understand why he kept going over there. Because I thought that her husband was in the military. Is he never home? I mean, how does he not know that Aaron is in her together? Whatever. Her name was... Sicily, I think that's how you say her name. I really don't care if she can rot for all I care. Anyways, um, Anne Aguilar, who was the person that was cheating on her, her husband, they got to her house around 8.30 p.m. that evening. She would tell the police that Aaron had confessed to her that he killed a female at Fort Hood. They would continue interviewing and asking questions, and somewhere down the line, she would agree to set up Aaron by calling him on the phone and basically trying to get him to confess. She would tell him that they found pieces of the body and sent him articles to, to whatever happened and showing like that they had found all these, these body parts and that they're going to be confirmed to be Vanessa's and all that stuff. But sending all of this stuff and talking to him, I don't know like what the conversation was or what happened, but he never denied involvement, but I don't think that he confessed either. But with with her coming forward and saying, he told me that he did this, but she never reported it, which makes her a piece of garbage. With that being said, both of them were arrested that day on suspicion of murdering Vanessa. But that wouldn't be it. Aaron would actually escape the rest. How do you escape arrest from the military? What? That, huh? Yes. Like, okay, I want to know more. Like, how was he just not shot on point as he was running? I don't understand. Somebody helped him escape. That's all I got to say about that. But on July 1st, police would try and make contact with Aaron when Aaron would pull out a gun and shoot himself. Okay. So basically, he was never convicted of Vanessa's murder because he killed himself. Yeah. We're just gonna pause there for a second. Yeah, I'm just a little uh, dumbfounded. Like, I have so many questions. They, hmm, I don't, I don't understand. Like, why, because of your actions, take somebody else's life because you don't want those actions to come to light and then when you're on the brink of getting arrested you just go ahead and off yourself anyway like might as well just had not murdered anybody but let those come to light like I don't understand yeah like now look your stuff is blasted all over the internet because you wanted to kill somebody because you didn't want them to find out like Vanessa did not deserve this and not one other woman 
should deserve this or a man should have deserved this because you were cheating. That's your problem. That's a big problem on your end. And that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, because I, I can rant about them too because, man, she's a joke, dude. She's a joke. But trigger warning here for everybody if you want to skip 15 seconds ahead or so. It was said that Aaron would confront Vanessa about the affair and he would get a hammer and hit Vanessa over and over and over again until she was dead. He would then dismember her body and bury her in the woods. And it was stated that uh, Cicely, whatever, trash girl, um, would actually help him do so. And the motive was said to be the affair. So that's he would do all of that because he and this other girl were cheating. Yeah. I have no words. Yeah, like I'm literally shaking because this case makes me so angry because of like she just has the audacity to be like, "Oh, poor me, poor me, girl, shut up, shut up." But I mean that is very true. But the sad thing is, is most motives behind killings are either for money or affairs. Yep. Yeah. And it's, usually it's, the husbands or the boyfriends or the wives, and it would make sense why. And like she would take the life of somebody else because she didn't want her husband to find out. Like we hear yeah. that all the time, and it's so gut wrenching that you could be so selfish to do something not only against your own marriage and be selfish to want things outside of your own marriage against your husband or your wife or whatever but not only that you decide to take the life of an innocent person because you wanted to because you didn't want to get in trouble basically. because you got caught you weren't slick like yeah i don't i can't like just don't have an affair and none of these issues would ever even arise like you wouldn't be scared about having to be caught you wouldn't have to hide things like just if you want to be with somebody else then divorce whoever you're with and go be with them there's no point in murdering somebody for your own selfish needs like what the heck yeah it it just doesn't make any sense but Vanessa's name would never be forgotten because her family has never stopped to this day they have never stopped making sure that her name is not forgotten like Barb mentioned before there are murals not just in Houston but I think there's some in other states as well I think one of them mentioned was California or something like that but her name and her case made a big like it was basically the voice for a lot of women who were being sexually assaulted in the military they are continuing to fight against the military on how to improve sexual harassment and how it's handled on Wikipedia, it said, quote, on January 26, 2022, Joe Biden signed an, an executive order that established sexual harassment as a specific offense under the UCMJ, end quote, which basically means that sexual harassment is an offense, just like murder, just like everything else that you can do in the military. It is an, a specific offense that needs to be taken care of. So that's i think that's the latest but like i said you can follow on the facebook page they post things on there at least once a week making sure you stay updated having petitions being put out and all kinds of stuff 
Vanessa's name will never be forgotten and her death would change many things in the military and her family are huge advocates for making sure that the milica- military takes care of their soldiers. With that being said, do you have any comments, Barb? No, I said them all. Okay, good. Cool. <laughs> so, that concludes today's episode. Thank you all for joining us. Please feel free to reach out to Barb or myself at tcwtm2021 at gmail.com. Message us on Instagram at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder with no spaces, on Twitter at Texas Chicks Who with the number one, and on Facebook at Texas Chicks Who Talk Murder. We are also asking that you guys take a minute of, of your time to give us a review on whichever platform you're using. This will help us reach a larger audience. Also, please share these stories to your friends and family. Last but not least, stay out of dark places and watch your back because you never know who's lurking. Bye. Bye.